welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First, another favorites episode. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Aaron Wiseman, and I'm talking with one of my very favorite people today, Dr. Sheepal Ogmani. And because this podcast is all about taking care of you, your life, your practice, and everything in between, we are talking about our favorite ways of self-care. She is an amazing pediatric physician who also is doing so much in the world of wellness as well. And I hope that we get a little granola with you, a little bit woo-woo, a little bit into our yoga flow state of mind, and you can sit back and be inspired to do your very best self-care too. Because our healing arts, who we are, should come from the overflow of our cup, not from the pouring out. So listen to our conversation and then as always, stick around for my kick of encouragement. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, my wonderful, beautiful friend and fellow colleague, Dr. Sheetal Agmani. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much, Dr. Wiseman. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. All right. So it's been quite a while since we've gotten you here on the podcast. So tell all the audience out there all about your wonderful self. Sure. So I'm Dr. Sheetal Ajmani. I'm a pediatrician. I also have a, my kind of side gig and interest is in self-care, Ayurveda, yoga, mindfulness, and meditation. And so what I do is I offer consultations and coaching in Ayurveda lifestyle wellness. And it's taking a holistic view at your life to restore balance and alignment so that you just feel good and wonderful in all areas of your life. You can find more about me at sheetholjmani.com. I love it. I love it. And you've made some transitions in practice going from traditional like outpatient peds practice to now doing urgent care which is amazing, and moving back to a place which you absolutely love. And so I applaud you for all of that. Thank you so much. Yes, this year has been full of major transitions. And one of those has been transitioning from general pediatrics to urgent care. You know, one thing I would encourage anyone who's listening right now is always be open to what's out there. One of the things I said when I transitioned was how interesting it is that when I graduated residency, pediatric urgent care wasn't even a field. It wasn't a thing at all. It wasn't a thing. And now here I am doing it and I love it. It's really, I'm really enjoying it. And yes, I moved to a new city, a city that I love. And I'm close to the ocean and water. Which yeah, and we're going to talk about that too. Exactly. So our favorite podcast is going to be all about everything self-care. So yeah. talking about the water, tell me about your favorite places to go visit for self-care. Oh, the ocean. So the ocean is one of them. So even earlier this year, I was envisioning and daydreaming being near the ocean. Once again, I'd lived near the ocean before and 
the ocean is just a place, any body of water, but especially the ocean where you can just hear and see the waves coming in and out. Gazing out in the horizon of the ocean where you can see where the ocean and the sky meet is one of the most peaceful, meditative, and calming experiences for me. So I actually went to med school and did residency near the ocean. And I remember during some of those just stressful moments, just driving out to the ocean and just sitting there, gazing out at the water. And it gave me such a great perspective on what I was going through. So I'm particularly keen on the ocean and water, but really any time spent in nature gives me that perspective. Mm. I can have that gazing at a tree and how the roots of a tree can get entangled and how the roots of the tree touch the earth. And I can just sit there gazing at it. I don't even know how long and just get completely absorbed by it. The reason being is it gives me I'm almost having tears come to my eyes just describing it because it just gives me such a grand perspective of when you're going through any experience in life, sometimes it can seem like that experience itself is so huge, so big. But then when you find time in nature, you see just how expansive the world really is. And it just puts everything into perspective. Absolutely. And that's why we're BFFs, because my answer would be the exact same. First and foremost, I find so much inspiration and self-care in any body of water, be it an ocean, a river, a lake, a hot jacuzzi. Just give me some water and I'm good. And then, yeah, the second thing is definitely getting outside and I don't know, there's just something like you said about like when you just kind of get away from it all and be like, the birds still chirp and the leaves Mm -hmm. still fall and the wind will continue to blow. Even though I feel like my life is falling apart, it's okay. It's going to keep going kind of thing. And so 100% echo your answer. I love it. All right, next, where is your favorite place to go get inspiration? Oh, similar to my first answer, actually, nature. When I feel like I need to get inspiration, just going for a walk in nature does it for me. Because let's say, you know, I love to create. So I love to write. I love to create. And so I am one I can easily kind of stay at my home office and work for hours on end. But I know that in order for me to create, my best work and my most inspired work, I need to take those breaks and just go out for a walk in nature and breathing that fresh air, letting myself get re-energized and re-centered by the nature around me. Mm. That's what does it. How about you? Me, to get really inspired, I need sleep. That's a big one. Mm. Like I need to have like my sleep measure, like counter all the way up. I need order in my house and not evidently like that it has to be perfectly clean but like one of the first things I do whenever I start a work day in the morning is like try to clean up my desk and like try to clean up my area and then at the end of the day you know sometimes how it is you're running out the door but 
at the end of the day, I like to do that same thing. Like just like have an order, even if there's like 70 stacks of papers on my desk, at least like I know each stack has like a specific purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not just like chaos. And the same thing in my like home, even if there's like dishes that need to get washed or laundry that needs to get done. At least it's like in a semi ordered fashion so that it's not just a clothes bomb went off in the middle of my house. So I need like that kind of order. And then I agree completely. Even if there's like uh, dishes in the sink and if I don't have time to wash them right away, it's like at least if I can kind of rinse them and stack rinse them, them up and stack them. <laughs> so that's one area that I find like, like when I have my stuff in order, it's just easier for me to tap into that inspiration because I, I think because then it like tunes out the distractions of it all. But you know, another place, and this sounds totally crazy, but it's so helpful for me. If I'm in one of those weird funk moods or whatever, I will either go on Instagram or Pinterest and I have certain like tags that I like to get into to like gain some inspiration as well. I just love scrolling through Instagram and like, reading good inspirational quotes or like seeing pictures of people who are doing things that I'm just totally floored by and how I know like if I'm in a bad place versus where I'm just kind of in a place is if I can see those pictures and have joy with that person versus like going into like compare and despair. So I know I like use it as a gauge for myself. If I like scroll and I start getting like compare and despair, I'm like, okay, stop, put the phone down. Like it is like damage control time. It's time to like really like dig in and see like what's going on in your head. So that's kind of the places I so like I'm to go. I'm curious. What are some of those hashtags that you like to follow? Oh, I thought you might ask me that. So I pulled them up on my phone because I actually repost. If you follow me on Instagram, you will know that I like repost like a banshee. It's crazy. So I love, I use self-care Sunday all the time because I post a lot on Sunday. So that's one that I'll go into anytime. I love, there's certain accounts, like certain people I love to follow. I do not know who you are um, on Instagram at authentic health, but I think you're amazing. And I follow her posts all the time. At Shethaljmani MD. Yes, of course. <laughs> Totally joking. Hashtag, um, no, you shouldn't be joking. You have great stuff too. I retag your shit all the time. Hashtag, <laughs> you got this. I look at that oh, one a nice. lot. Um, hashtag, oh, I like Lady Boss. I like to follow that hashtag. Oh, nice. So like, I need to start doing that one too. There's a lot of women out there that are doing just amazing, phenomenal things. And you don't like know about them in your own intimate circle, but that's why I love hashtags is because you can find so many more people are doing just phenomenal stuff who post phenomenal stuff. And maybe they're not like in the same thing that we are. They're definitely adjacent. And I think that is inspiring too, when I'm, you know, scrolling through social media and, and social media is so there's pros and cons to it. Right. But one of the great things about it is if you can kind of go on there and see things that inspire you and through social media and through a lot of the groups that you and I are in together, actually, I've just had the opportunity to see so many women doing so many interesting and amazing things. And, you know, obviously there's different things that speak to each of us that we feel called to create and share with the world. And that is one of the most inspiring things to me is to see other people, women particularly, who are just going out there and creating and sharing and 
finding that thing that lights them up or that they're passionate about and just going out there and, and doing it. And, and I love hearing their stories of how. Yeah. And that's why that. I've taken a change on my stance with social media. Like you guys should know this. I do not like hanging out on Facebook. I don't hang out on Facebook unless you directly tag me and I get a message about a tag. I don't check Facebook, but what I do, and I think it's because I've curated my own Instagram account mm -hmm. for that reason, for that reason to be like, I know when I go into it, it's going to be bomb. Mm -hmm. The, the accounts that aren't bomb, then I'm like, okay, like I don't follow you anymore. That's fine. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. And like you said, these people would be doing these amazing, great things, and we wouldn't know about it if it wasn't mm -hmm. so for social media. So I am just grateful that it's connected us. I mean, I've found so many other coaches outside of healthcare who are doing amazing things because mm -hmm. of social media. So instead of- I mean, you and I became friends through social absolutely. media. Absolutely. We totally <laughs> started our friendship because, you know, and that's- that's why I love the hashtag online friends are real friends too, because mm -hmm. our relationship is exactly because of social yeah. media. Like we are best friends because we found each yeah. other online. And so that's why I remind myself when people start getting real like gritty, I'm like, you make it what it is just like your mm -hmm. own life. You make it, you don't react like you get to make it what it is. So if your social media is shit, then you need to get in there and clean the shit out. I don't know. I, that's why I love Instagram. Exactly. I love no, right I agree. You can make it. You make it what you want to make it. So mm -hmm. I'm like you. When I open up my Instagram and I'm scrolling through, most of what pops up is inspiring quotes. You know, the way the algorithms and everything work with Instagram and Facebook and I guess all sorts of social media is you are essentially curating it by the things that you choose to like and the things that you choose to follow. And so it is nice that I can open it and see inspiring quotes to help me get through my day or whatever I'm facing. And I can share those things as well. Mm -hmm. And I like it too, how you can get rid of stuff. I've really started mm -hmm. doing that, like ads and stuff that I don't like. I'm like, nope, report, report, like take the extra five seconds and do it. And then, like I said, with the hashtags, those really help to like open up and find mm -hmm. more people that the algorithm is missing out for you. Yeah. All right. Another one. Who's your favorite like self-care person right now that you're either like listening to on podcasts or like retreats or books? Who's those people right now that you're really digging? Oh my goodness. Well, Marie Forleo. I'm a huge fan of Marie Forleo. She's, she's like life coach, business coach, amazing entrepreneur. And she has a weekly blog and podcast. And so I love following her and she always brings on amazing guests and interviews them. Huge fan of Oprah. Uh, I love listening to Oprah Super Soul podcast. Uh, Brene Brown, huge fan of her work as well. Those are the top three that come to my mind in this moment. I've definitely gotten a lot from Tony Robbins over the past couple years. I've gone to a lot of his events over the past two years. And really enjoyed them and found that I've been able to put a lot of those strategies and tools to use. I love it. That's such a good list. So yeah. I love Marie Forleo in small doses. Like I'm not a constant consumer of hers. Usually mm -hmm. like when you send me a link and say like, Hey, this is a good podcast. That's when I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like her. It's just, I just, I don't know. She's one that I just can take small doses of. I was trying to listen to Oprah's masterclass but it just was like way too long. Like the episodes mm. were like way too long. Mm -hmm. 
One person I'm really into, and I've talked a couple times about her on the podcast, is Rachel Rogers. She runs the company Hello7, and she's all about empowering women to seven figures. And so I'm actually doing kind of some of her steps right now, and it's working. So I'm into her right now. And then my old trusty, but definitely not old, is Susan Hyatt. She's a life coach mm-hmm. in my area here in Indiana. And she's a little short, sassy blonde woman who I just love and who actually was just very instrumental. I found her when I was in residency and was just like kind of following along. And so she was kind of the one that helped like crack the veil for me a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you can legit be a life coach and love your life and help other people. So those are my inspiration. And she has a really, she has a couple of really good podcasts as well. Nice. Well, what's your favorite, like real self-care, not surface shit, like the real good stuff. One of the biggest things is my daily meditation without fail. Every morning I meditate and it's one of the first things I do every single morning. And when did you start whole- meditating? Was it in I residency? started meditating. No, not in residency. It was in 2010. I had just finished residency. I had signed up to do a yoga teacher training program. And as part of the yoga teacher training program, program, we were required to meditate for 15 minutes a day. And it was so hard in the beginning. <laughs> I started out doing maybe just five minutes because it was just so hard for me to sit for a full 15. But that's when I started. I would say maybe informally without realizing what meditation was. I probably did start earlier than that in residency through other practices that can be considered similar to meditation, like sitting down for prayer and gratitude and that sort of thing. But in terms of a formal meditation practice since 2010, and like I said, I started out doing maybe five minutes a day and it was hard. And there were days where I would skip it. And that was when I noticed what a difference it was making for me. Mm-hmm. It was those days that I would miss it and I would be like, something feels off here. After that happened enough, it just became a daily habit where I just knew that if I miss my meditation, something tends to feel a little bit off or I'm just not feeling as grounded or stable as I approach the day. And so now it's just become a daily habit. Love it. Well, you know, I'm and- like a newbie meditator, like since July. But I feel yeah. the same way that if it, yeah. it like there, I was kind of in a slump a couple of weeks ago where I was just like, ah, I'm too busy for it. I can't. And then that like all cut up with me. And then recently in the last week and a half, I'm like, no, no, you got to get that back in. And I can, I feel good again. Feel yeah. Better in the groove. One of my other real life, you know, self care things is, and I bring this one up because it's one that I do constantly throughout the day and it's affirmations like constantly throughout the day. Um, over the past few years, I've learned, I'd say since meditating, cause meditating teaches you to notice your thoughts. Uh, cause meditation isn't about stopping your thoughts. You can't stop your thoughts. Our human mind is naturally meant to wander and have thoughts come in and out, but you learn to observe your thoughts through that practice, I've learned to observe my thoughts. And if a thought pops in that isn't serving me, I replace it with an affirmation. And so affirmations are a huge part of my life and they have been for years. And I don't have just like one or two affirmations that are kind of my go-to. It's gotten to the point where I just think of affirmations they just come to me where I'm, I think of new affirmations all the time, depending on kind of what I'm going through and what I need in the moment. 
And that has been one of the most powerful tools. And it's one that requires me to keep a constant watch on my mind and know that I can change that dialogue in any moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know you said you didn't have like a couple, like one or two go-tos, but what's your like favorite one that you go to sometimes? Recently, some of them have been, one has been, I'm loved and supported. Another one has been, I know my authentic truth. I speak it and live it daily. And a third is that I'm a strong, powerful, passionate woman who speaks and lives my truth. I love those. So good. I'm going to write those, those all down. Those have probably been notes. my top three this year. I love it. That I've used the most. Mm-hmm. Well, I have loved doing this Favorites podcast with you all about everything self-care and inspiration. Thank you for getting on here with me. Sure. Actually, I have one more for you. Uh-oh. What is your favorite thing to do at the end of a long day for self-care? Like if you've had a really long, hard day, what's your favorite thing to do at the end of your day? My favorite thing to do is like settle in with my kids, like just try to like bring the energy level down a little bit instead of like them being like a hundred percent on and then like throwing them in bed. So like trying to find like what that wind down is both for themselves and for me. Mm-hmm. And then once I get them to bed, I love crawling under a quilt. I have a specific quilt I love. Mm-hmm. Call crawling under my quilt, starting to get my toes nice and warm and like curling up with like my favorite fantasy book. So I'm a total fiction. I love, I love, love, love. I was just at the library this morning actually mm-hmm. um, getting new books because I'm so close to reaching. I try to read a hundred books a year, so close to reaching my goal. I'm like, I got to hammer this out. And so that's my favorite thing to do is like wind down the day. Everybody's good. Everything's fine. Not even if the house is all picked up and whatever, I don't care. Get under my quilt and like just jump into that fantasy world. Mm -hmm. Nice. My favorite things to do are at the end of a long, hard day. I have a few things, but basically it's things to really kind of ground my energy from the day. And so one of those things is pulling out my yoga mat and just doing restorative poses so using like blankets and a bolster and blocks and just doing really really restorative poses and holding them for a few minutes at a time and the other thing I like to do so after I do that would be heat up some warm water and make myself an herbal tea and just read a book love it so good Well, I hope all our listeners can take some ideas for themselves and maybe be self-reflective and think about how they would answer these questions. And tell us again, if anybody wants to hang out with you, where are you on Instagram, Facebook, website, all that goodness? Sure. So you can find me at sheetholichmani.com. That's just my first and last name.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at sheetholichmani.md. Love it. Thanks, friend. All right. Thanks. What a great conversation. I told you we get a little bit granola, but hey, we all need that in our life. Extra fiber, right? All right, let's get into this kick of encouragement. You probably be able to guess what it is. Maybe not. I don't know. But looking at the title, I felt like the kick of encouragement needed to be get you some self-care. Everyone 
needs to have some sort of routine, activity, habit that is purely taking care of you. It can be anything. You can get granola with us. You can get hardcore and do something else. But I really feel like you need to know what is the environment for which you feel most cared for and feel like you restore energy. You know, we talked about the ocean and nature and water and all that. What is it for you? Identify that. What are the people, resources, stuff that you need to surround yourself with so that you can, again, be filled up, care for yourself, nourish yourself? She mentioned a couple. I mentioned a couple. And what are the things that you, on a daily basis, need to be doing? either to get ready for your day or to wrap down from the end of the day. You need to identify that. Just like having a good plan when you're going into an HMP, trying to help a patient, or if it's in chronic management, you need to have that pretty clearly outlined for yourself so that it's not sporadic, it's not hit or miss, there's no guilt or shame hung on this. This is stuff you need to do. So again, Think about places that are really restorative for you, people and resources that you need to surround yourself with, and what are those daily activities that you need to be doing just for you. So when you walk away from them, your energy bar went from 15 to a little bit higher, or maybe a whole lot higher. You need to integrate that into your life. It is not selfish. It is what will make your life sustainable. It will be what helps keep joy, fulfillment, and happiness, and it will also keep you grounded. I don't care what it is. Go get you some. And remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Hey, and if you haven't signed up for that mastermind, it's still going, and I still would love to see you in it. So get your booty into the show notes, click on the link, send me an email, ask questions. I can't wait to kick off 2020 with you. Because, hey, masterminds can be self-care, too. Love ya. Bye.